0: I want you real quickly to go with me to the book of 2nd Samuel 2nd Samuel chapter 21 thank God for the pastors for my fellowship that came and members of the DC church I see you thank you for being with me tonight 2nd Samuel chapter 21 I'm going to start reading at verse number one and when you have it in your Bible a smart device I want you to signify by saying, I have the bread. Then there was a famine in the days of David three years. Year after year, and David inquired the Lord, and the Lord answered, It is for Saul and for his bloody house, because he slew the Gibeonites. And the king called the Gibeonites and said unto them, Now the Gibeonites were not of the children of Israel, but of the remnant of the Amorites and the children of Israel had sworn unto them, and Saul sought to slay them in his zeal to the children of Israel and Judah. Wherefore David said unto the Gibeonites, What do you want? And wherewith can we make an atonement for this, that ye may bless the inheritance of the Lord? Verse 4. And the Gibeonites said unto them, We don't want your money. We will we have no silver, no gold of Saul, nor of his house. Neither for us shall thou kill any man in Israel. And he says, what ye shall say that will I do for you? And the king answered, the man that consumed us and that devised against us that we should be destroyed from remaining in any of the coasts of Israel, let seven men of his sons be delivered unto us. And we will hang them up in the Lord unto the Lord in Gibeah of Saul whom the Lord did choose. And the king said, okay. Verse 14. And the bones of Saul and Jonathan, his son buried they in the country of Benjamin and Zela, in the sepulchre of Kish, his father. And they performed all that the king commanded. And after that, God was entreated for the land. And all of God's people said, Amen. Such a gory text. And my prayers did before the end of it. You will see some light or some illumination. What God wants us to see. I want you to share this topic with the person beside you tonight. Tell them, be it resolved. Be it resolved. Uh, Tonight, our lesson, our scripture lesson is coming out of the book of Samuel, Um, the history of a a nation, the history of a people. Usually when we're preaching and teaching, we'll say God's chosen people. And I I still believe that. Uh, I know in a culture now where uh, people are beginning to twist and turn the scriptures to accommodate their social aspect. They try to change the construct of the Bible. I still believe that those descendants of Abraham, as we all are, even by faith, are God's chosen. Now, when I say they're God's chosen, I'm not saying they're God's special. All of us are special. But I believe they're God's chosen people. And I think we need to define again what chosen means. What does chosen mean? A lot of us think chosen means a special seat in the sanctuary or a title in front of our name. But chosen has more to do with responsibility than it does privilege. I need all the chosen people in this room to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I wish I could have gave it back. Is there is there, is there anybody here you wish at one time or another that you could have gave back what people said you were called. But we see a a shift in leadership. We see a shift in leadership, and we see that going on now. In this hour we're in, there is a shift in leadership. A lot of times when we talk about the changing of the guards. We think we're only talking about those who are 80 and 90 years old. But because of the sensitivity of God's timing now, that there are some people who may be in our 40s and 50s, that they may be left out of the shift. I need you to tell your neighbor, everything is shifting. I just want to be on the right side. want to be on the right side of the shift. The people are going to Samuel and asking Samuel for a king. You're our intercessor. You're standing proxy for us. Go ask God for a king. This is the challenge. Samuel took it personal. Just want to take since this is his leadership. I just want to take a few moments And share with the pastors and the leaders here, if you're going to walk out your assignment with God in this hour, you can't take it personal. As a matter of fact, some of you need to resign now because you're more in your feelings than you in your faith. And because of the sensitivity of God's timeline, we don't have time to keep begging you to do what you said God called you to do. This is not a daycare. This is a military. I need you to scream at somebody, to tell them, don't take it personal. And God says to Samuel, why are you offended? The people are not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. And what I realized, Bishop Nixon. That for many people, we represent more than a pastor. We represent the father that rejected them. The husband that left them. (laughs) Come on. And so many people will put unhealthy expectations on us. And the worst thing we do is that we allow it and we adopt it. This is what they put on us. And then we receive it as our responsibility. And that's when, they, why when they leave us, we feel like they left us. Leaving the church is not leaving me because it ain't my church. Some of y'all ain't got mad. Y'all ain't got to look quiet. I, I need you to look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, I love everybody. I'm not mad at anybody. They can stay. They can go. They can come. They can, whatever they do. But they're not my people. It ain't my church. That's why when I get ready to go on vacation, I don't ask for permission. I go with my family when I need to because it's not my church. You're taking it personal. Well, it's God's people. If y'all just give me a little bit more monitor, okay? They wanted a king. Now, why did they want a king? You you Christian education instructors, you know this. Why did they want a king? Because they wanted what everybody else had. And this is this is the challenge with our present church culture. Is that social media has connected us, which is wonderful. Our flyers are really not evangelistic. No, 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 no. You know, you're not trying to win souls with come to our church Friday night because we're going to another dimension in God. That's not, that's not soul winning. Our flyers and our marketing is to our own church people trying to get them or somebody from another church to come to our church. Well, y'all knew what y'all was going to get when y'all invited me. It's just the way I talk. It's the way I talk, <laughs> Uh-huh. and so 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 our this social media connection has really has really globalized the church that you can walk in the airport and you can meet somebody and you feel like you already know them because you've watched their sermons you've watched their praise break but there's a downside to it we have been so overexposed to each other's lives and ministries that we end up coming in competition with their snippet and we don't know their journey and the only way some of us can praise God if we get a prophet I mean a puppet I mean a prophet to prophesy to us and tell us that we're next but the truth is you may not ever be next to do what somebody else was called to do I'm gonna test y'all out I want you to celebrate what God is doing for your neighbor without you being next Come on. I said, praise him. Praise him for what God is doing
1: for your brothers and your sisters. You got a building? I thank God for your building. You
0: got a new car? I thank God for your new car. And I don't have to be next to praise him for your now. I need you to push somebody. Tell them I want you to have everything God has for you. Because many of us have frustrated our families and we have frustrated our ministries because we're trying to make our churches and our ministries be something that it was never called to be. You don't put no minutes, no money into outreach. You don't put no money into the community. But all your money is in a weighted honorarium conference. And you then you got to have another service and a fundraiser to pay your rent. That's not God's design for the church. You must be willing to have church for 10 years and serve the projects down the street if Bishop so-and-so never come to your church. I need you to ask your neighbor, ask him, what have you done for the community? So they, they were They wanted what other nations had. And um, it's that spirit of wantonness. That spirit of wantonness where it's never enough. It's a gross underbelly of our culture. This Greco-hedonistic culture that fixes it. Well, we're never satisfied. And now it is seeped into the church culture. And now we almost have to give you jumper cable ministry from Sunday to Sunday. You know, when the saints used to get it, come in church testify, I, I thank God for those testimonies. Said, I just thank God I'm saved. I, I just, I just thank him I'm saved. I'm sanctified. I just stand to testify. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, with a mighty burning fire. But how is it that in our day, we have more than any generation before us has ever had, and we battle more depression and more demons than in it? A- how is it that you have all that you have, and you said Jesus is enough, and you have Jesus, and you're still Acting empty. This is what we're. We this is what. This is what we were. So, what is what is success then? Are you in a good place if you got God? He says you you are upset with how the people are asking and requesting a king. When the truth is, I've been their king. And then God says, "Okay, tell them I'll give them a king." but this is what's going to happen if i give them a king this is what's going to happen they're going to be overtaxed they're going they're going to battle they're going to put the king going to put their sons in the war and in danger and the people responded okay what is it about us that even when we know the outcome we still engage I need you to look at somebody and tell them, I'm crazy, I'm crazy. I'm crazy when people have told me what their intentions are. And I still engage. And, and pastors, we have to have this conversation. Maybe we talk about it in the morning. A lot of times when we talk about opportunists, we talk about it on one side. We talk about how, past, how people are opportunists so they try to get close to pastors. But what about that other side of opportunities that in our desire to fill spots and spaces and to have the next keyboard player and the next popular worship leader that we compromise the standard that we have taught our people. All right, let me get out of here. Uh Oh, yeah. And so the Bible says they said, yes, Saul comes to the throne. He starts out good. He starts out good. But of course we know it's not about how you start. It's how you finish. Saul is rejected by God. But he's still allowed to stay in position. (laughs) Rejected. But still in position. Rejected. (laughs) But still. Rejected. (laughs) But still in position. And that's, that's my fear. It's that we'll have good church with Ichabod written across the walls. See, the Bible says that the glory of the latter house will be greater than the former. At the dedication of the second temple, it was not as elaborate as the dedication of the first temple. In the dedication of the first temple, they had shaking and smoke. And the ministers couldn't stand am i talking too crazy to here the ministers couldn't stand to minister second temple was a mixed sound some people were celebrating and some people were crying so how in the world can the second temple be greater than the first temple built by solomon because the first temple had smoke but the second temple had jesus I see some of us looking for the scene and for the, for the show and for
1: the celebration but scream at somebody to tell them I just want Jesus. I don't want to do all this church
0: and miss Jesus. I don't need another robe, I need more Jesus. That's what we feel like if we just get the right combination of singers. If we get the right preacher. Hallelujah. If we get the right keyboard player. Hallelujah. We have in church and the Ark of the Covenant has been taken captive. Saul is rejected. But because Saul is rejected God has a David. And from this historical book of Samuel we are introduced to one of the greatest uh, protagonists Heroic figures of the scriptures. David, right? David. Most of the time when we talk about David, we name our children David. We love the name David. (laughs) (laughs) Because we like that Psalm 23, David. That Psalm 100, David. That man after God's own heart, David. But David is anointed, but David is very complicated. I need you to look at somebody, if you know this, tell them I'm anointed and I'm very complicated. Uh-oh, look, some of y'all ain't got tight on me. Come on, tell us something. I'm anointed and I got funny ways. I'm anointed and sometimes I'm a contradiction. I'm anointed. I am strong and weak, sometimes within moments and seconds and at the same time. But anointed, huh. I am anointed. So it is with all of us. We are conflicted human beings. I know many of us wish we could hide in the safety of our titles. I'm almost finished. Introduction is always long. I know we wish we could hide in the safety of our titles. But the truth is, we are not the treasure. We have a treasure, but we're not the treasure. And the challenge with that is the treasure that we have is in an earthen vessel. Intentionally, that the excellency would be of God And not of us. There is a conflict. With being anointed. Because you can know so much. And at the same time know nothing. So anointed. That you can look over into the future prophetically. And at the same time. Miss things that are right up on you. (sighs) So anointed. That you will preach some of your strongest messages. In one of your messiest seasons. (laughs) Tell your neighbor. There's a conflict with my anointing. Yes, because the announcement of your anointing can be misleading. I believe it was you, Kenneth Moses, said one time in one of your books, you can be anointed and still not ready. Why? Because your anointing and your gift is not synonymous with your spiritual maturity. Have you ever been disappointed when you are mesmerized by somebody's gift? That you wanted to get close to them, only to be let down when you realize that as wonderful as they sing, they are still an adolescent in God. That's why the best singer may not need to be over the worship department. Just because they're a good preacher, they shouldn't be an overseer. Because if they can't mandate their own flesh, how they going to oversee somebody else's church? one of the greatest travesties of this church hour is that we have elevated people based upon their talent and not their tenure i need you to ask your neighbor asking your neighbor where did they come from where where did they where did they come from the scripture says lay hands on no man suddenly why because if you do it you end up being a partaker of men's sins we're putting stoles and robes on pedophiles we're putting stoles and robes and head covers on whores people that we're giving them access to a greater community and we have approved their behavior because we've given them space Huh? He gave them space. Now we have validated. Listen, the Bible says the apostle is walking around preaching. He's walking around preaching, and this woman, this woman comes up behind them and says, "Oh, these great, these great men of God—they showing us the way to salvation. They true prophet. That
1: man of God. Go ahead, Bishop. Go ahead, Apostle." And Paul turned to us and said, "Come out of her,
0: devil!" What? Hold on. Hold on. They are men of God. What are you talking about? Come on. They, she's saying the right thing. Yeah, she's saying the right things but with the wrong motives. That's a demon in her. And just because they call you your, by your name don't mean that was the Holy Ghost. That spirit of divination. See, some of us are so excited about prophetic voices that we end up leaving our fathers for prophets. And you get lured in. gotta be careful what you give access to the bible says he rebuked her and called the demons out of her why why was she saying the right things because if she could have got apostle paul to approve her And validate her it would have expanded the influence of those demons and many of us hallelujah have given space to witches in our pews glory be to God because they came in with the right tithe they came in with the right pedigree they came in saying the right things you gotta be careful that you don't let your discernment get sedated by compliments Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I already know who I am. Hallelujah. Don't you, don't you let new people come into your life and make you pull away from people that have been proven. I'm talking about people who stood with you in the middle of your mess. I'm talking about people who stood with you when we didn't have nothing. Be very careful. Be very careful. Y'all be seated now, wrap up. Shh. Tell your neighbor they got to be proven. They got to be proven. Ain't nobody coming over here to save our church. They got to be proven. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor just because we're small don't mean we're desperate. Hallelujah. I may not have 10,000 members, but ain't nobody, ain't no hero over here but God. You got to be tested. But you'll see where they're coming from because... Some of them won't submit to you without a promise of a place. If you say God sent you, we don't need to have a meeting. No, you say God sent you, God told you. So well, just come in and submit. I just want to know, like, where can I serve? Join the Usher board. You have know, many anyway, the parking lot, just join. I just want to serve. I just thought we would talk. No, it's no, no. You hear the announcement? Somebody get with you. Because you'll know them by the fruit. And sometimes it takes more than one season to find out what kind of fruit somebody going to bear. Many of y'all have ordained people based upon their leaves. They said the right stuff, but ain't produced nothing. Being anointed comes with inward and external conflicts. Because there are times where you are Anointed to serve those who are trying to kill you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you don't get to choose your assignment. You only get to choose your surrender. You don't get to choose your assignment. You only get to choose whether you're gonna say yes to God. And that's an external conflict, internal and external conflict when you're called to serve people who hope you fail. Hallelujah. Y'all know all that dark stuff ain't real, don't you? No, no, seriously. I need you to tell your neighbor just because I'm quiet don't mean I'm ignorant. Because <laughs> sometimes you know what they said. You know the conversations that they had. And just because I say praise the Lord to you don't mean I don't see your spirit. Yeah. You have to understand that these are the hours when you're anointed. And it will be people who need you but they don't necessarily want you. They need you David. David. Because you are the one that's anointed to deal with their demons. (sighs) What is David's conflict? He's anointed to be king while someone else is occupying the throne. I want to minister to someone who's consistently feeling like they're having to shrink in spaces that they're not offensive. Moments where you have to act like you don't know. They're trying to figure it out. You already got the answer, but you have to delay your response. You have to count in your head so you don't come off as overzealous. Tell your neighbor, I'm just anointed for it. Yes, it's a conflict. How do you deal when your present situation Looks nothing like your past projection. At this age, I expected to be somewhere different. I expected the church to be in a different place. I expected my ministry to be on a different level. How is it? We are finally here, but it don't look nothing like What I thought it was going to look like. Glory be to God. I want you to ask your neighbor this question. Ask them, what did it take for you to get here? Really? 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 People know. People see your headlines, but they don't know the details. What did it take? People are jealous of you, and they don't know your process. What? And so... David finally, and here's my close now. Uh, Bishop Nixon, you are you're, you're hooping for me this week. I don't have it. David finally comes into his place after Civil War, much battle with Saul, and Saul goes off the scene. Ishbasheb and Absalom. I won't exhaust you with those details. I just tell you right where we are tonight, Tony. He finally comes into his place. Finally. And when he gets there into the season that's supposed to be a good season his good season is introduced to him in the form of a famine. Finally <laughs> got there. See, this is our challenge because we're trying to build with inconsistencies. You pour into people not knowing if they're going to be here three months from now. And as soon as you get everything in place, you got to pivot again. Scream at somebody tell them, I'm tired of the pivot. I'm tired. Can we just create some sort of normality for 12 months? Because it's hard to build with unstable people. He finally comes into his season. And he's introduced to that season in the form of a famine. So I got, I thought this is what you wanted me to do. You wanted me to be the king of Israel. Now the kingdom is together as one. I'm on the throne and there's a famine. But you know what? Famines happen. Famines have things happen. Somebody shout, things happen. One year they go through it, things happen, but then we go into a second year. And we're still in it. And he—he's the third year. Hold on now. I thought that, you know the first couple of years things happened. He said something is not right. And my prayer tonight is that somebody will finally get sober and say, "We go through this cycle every year around May." Something, oh, don't y'all look at me like that. Something is not right. And so you know, I know everybody go through changes, but after a while, if you're gonna ever experience authentic deliverance, you must discover the toxic pattern. I need you to push somebody to tell them there's a pattern to the dysfunction. Now, you may need God to choose your armor bearers for you. Come on. That's a t- that's a. T- you, see, you may need God to choose your administrators. You may need God to choose your leading elders. Because at some point, we need to say, hold on, this famine is not normal. Good for a while, then I drop back into deep depression. It's not normal. And so he goes to God. And when he goes to God, he said, God, this is where you want me. But now all of this, uh, now this famine is going on for three years. What's going on? And God says, give your nights. (laughs) Give your nights. Imagine going to prayer and God said, give your nights. Uh, Give your nights. I mean, I know them, but, uh, ain't no issue with the Gibeonites you don't have an issue with them but the administration before you some of us are fighting our parents demons some of us are fighting Papa's demons some of us inherited some warfare I need some Holy Ghost filled people in this room to declare it didn't start with me, but it's gonna stop with me I said I need some Holy Ghost filled people in here that can draw a bloodline in the sand and said I refuse to go around this mountain again I need to hear the sound of the curse-breakers in this room
1: Oh, come on break it for your nieces and nephews Break it for your sons and daughters Break it for the next generation of your church. Oh! Oh! In other words,
0: something that had nothing to do with me. Now I'm having to deal with the repercussions of somebody else's decisions don't you realize this is why before you put together your praise team when you're planting a church you must put together your intercessors (laughs) because there are demonic forces that are connected y'all talk to me in here that's connected to regions y'all don't believe me there are demonic principalities that are that are connected
1: to every bureau in New York. There are demonic principalities that deals with the state of Virginia. And if you don't know your principality, you don't know how to go in and come out. But I come to declare tonight that God is raising up an army of intercessors. Everybody's saying, teach me how to preach. Teach me how to prophesy. But the disciple says, teach me how to pray. I need to hear the sound of the warriors in here. Oh, no, my, my. I feel the jet lag coming over. I said, let me hear the sound of my Come on, release the arrow of the Lord's deliverance in this. Come on, cast your voice in this atmosphere. Because some of you, that's been warfare that's been hindering the flow of your church there's warfare that's been trying to destroy your marriage scream at somebody and say somebody it's ending now we're shutting it down now that witchcraft spirit that suit saying spirit that spirit of religion i come against that principality every word curse that was spoken against your leader open up your mouth and shout That word curse that was spoken over your church. Somebody put an expiration date on your church. But open up your mouth. Oh, I it oh. Oh. If you keep your mouth closed, you're gonna lose it. If you clutch your mouth, you're gonna lose this battle. Let me hear the sound of the warrior! All the
0: battle is real.
1: All the fight is real. But I hear the sound of victory in this room. I said I hear the sound of...
0: keep your nights keep your nights so what What? God tell me what I got to do to get it right this is going to be the challenge because some of y'all not ready for this next level if I tell you to shout you'll shout but you're not ready for this next level David says what do I need to do to get it right God he says don't ask me ask them And see we'll go across the church and after we can talk to somebody for three months and then we'll go over there mm, mm, mm. take advantage while they they in the spirit or go over there mm, 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 mm. don't come trying to pull me down to the floor when an apology is in order tell your neighbor that's spiritual too that's spiritual apology Apologizing
1: is just as spiritual as speaking in tongue because the Bible says confess
0: one to another that she may be healed. And some of us are sick and we would rather stay sick than apologize. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, I just want to get it right with you. No, no, no. He's saying your relationships this way is a reflection of your relationship this way oh y- y'all don't think that's Bible do you he said if you come bringing your gift to me and you got an aunt with your brother take your sacrificial offering and sit down go get it right with them then come I need you to look at your neighbor tell your neighbor normalize apologizing Because when you got the Holy Ghost for real I said when you got the Holy Ghost for real it would disrupt your sleep when you got the Holy Ghost for real you will apologize to people who you know should be apologizing to you I mean if I ever did anything to you you know I'm, I'm sorry he said ask them ask them what it would take and whatever they say so he said okay can you got to give it nice I mean it didn't have nothing to do with me. I inherited this place. Glory be to God. Tell your neighbor, it may not be your fault. Uh, 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 tell him, tell him, it may not be your fault, but it is your responsibility. So stop rehearsing. I mean, it, it ain't my fault. I mean, I didn't do nothing. I mean, it was. No, no, no. He brought you into the kingdom for such a time as this. What do you want? What do you want? And listen what the king said. The man who in his zeal killed my people. I want seven of his sons. Don't want your money. Because see, many of us feel like we can gift people. And that will fix it. We want seven of his sons. And David said, Okay. Now I know this sounds kind of gory, and some of you are gonna have some theological friction with this. I get it. But this is David, David and Goliath, man after God's own heart. The Lord is my shepherd, Hashem I shall not want. And he says, Okay. Why would he say okay? So he doesn't even try to negotiate with them. Before you judge his swift response consider three years of a famine he has to calculate that if we keep going through this famine how much more people are we going (sighs) to lose are y'all ready I I need to speak this because God gave this to me and uh, I need to say it before I close look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor the people in your life now love love them but be willing to lose them The moment you're not willing to correct them the moment you're not willing to challenge them the moment you're afraid to lose them is a the moment your leadership has been compromised and when people come to church Bishop Hezekiah Walker told me they don't just bring their Bibles they bring their minds and now we're wondering why you're not willing to sacrifice her. Now we're wondering, Glory be God. What is it that they have on you? That you're silent. You're loud with everybody else's stuff, but you're silent when it comes to this. Whoosh. Bishop Kenneth Most told me one time, he said, when your head is in the lion's mouth, you gotta pull it out slow. Some of y'all moving mighty slow. He says, I he said, seven. David said, okay. And David hangs up seven. Saul's sons. Wow. He pays the Some of you in this room, your breakthrough is on the other side of one strong decision. One strong decision. I'm talking about a decision that's going to make everybody go. But ask your neighbor do you want the famine to be over? How long are you willing to go around the same cycle? David says, Give him what he wants, and he'll give us what we need. Look at your neighbor and say, One strong decision. Glory be to God. One strong. Yeah, glory be the God. One strong. I know y'all may not feel a praise in this, but I feel a praise in it. Hallelujah. Because God is telling me that I went so far that I can't recover. Hallelujah. Screaming somebody, tell them one strong decision. Seven bodies hanging up. Then we look up on the hill. And there's one woman still on the hill. Everybody else then left but one woman still on the hill when we look at the book of Samuel we see a list of protagonists main characters Samuel himself Saul the first king David the beloved king of Israel but as I close out this message I want to shift to another main character Mm mmm she don't own no palace she ain't a prophet but she's a fighter her name is Risper ain't nobody's wife She's just a loose concubine that's the product of the culture of her day. But she still had some fight in her. And the only thing she ever owned was the two sons that came out of her belly. But now she had to watch what she birthed get hung up by a tree. Oh, you haven't grieved
1: until you've had to shut down something you birthed. Oh, your heart hasn't been broken. Until you've had to walk away from something you built, but I need you to look at your neighbors and neighbors. In this last season, I've lost a lot of stuff. But tell them, but I still gotta fight. It may not make sense to everybody around me. Come on down off of that hill, Risper. He's already dead. But Risper says, I'm gonna fight. For what's left, uh, I need you to get out of your seat uh, and tell three people uh, say fight for what's left. Uh, It may not make sense, uh, but give me the ashes. uh, Because if I got some ashes, uh, the Bible declared uh, He'll give me beauty uh, for my ashes. uh, you to tell somebody uh, say somebody uh, I got to fight uh, for what's left Uh, it may not make sense uh, to the people around me uh, but you didn't birth this Uh, it may not make sense uh, to the people around me uh, but you don't know what I sacrifice Uh, you don't know the pain uh, of my travail uh, but the Bible said uh, in the month of April, uh, she kept fighting. Uh, in the month of May, uh, uh, she kept fighting. Uh, push your neighbor. Uh, said, Oh, neighbor, uh, whatever, whatever you do, uh, keep fighting uh, for uh, the weapons of uh, our warfare are uh, not carnal, uh, but uh, mighty to call uh, to the pulling of strongholds there would not be a battle unless there was was a spoiler i come to tell somebody that has been fighting one battle after the other before you can catch your breath here's another battle i got good news for you i see victory in your future see victory i see victory tell somebody all i see is victory you see bones but i see victory you see failure but i see victory all of my suffering and all of my pain is not for naught i heard paul say i reckon that the suffering of this present time uh, are not worthy uh, to be compared uh, to the glory that shall be uh, run over to somebody uh, and tell them shall be uh, it's about to happen for you God huh? is uh, reaching back into your future uh, and he's bringing it uh, to your present uh, look at somebody uh, it won't be love from now Tell somebody, fight for what's left. Fight for what's left of your marriage. Fight for what's left of your ministry. Fight for what's left. For he that will come shall come and it will not carry. I feel we're at, we're at a turning point. Find somebody from your church and tell them we're at a turning point. We gonna do some changes, but we're at a turning point. Some people have come huh, and some people have left. Huh. But find one of your church members. Huh, said, but we're at a turning point. Somebody turn right now. Cause I feel in my spirit, he's raising up a new generation. He's raising up some fresh faces. Huh. He's raising up a new harvest. Huh. Lift up your head. Oh, you can. Lift it up to the everlasting Yeah, The King of Glory shall come in. This is King of Glory, the Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. Lift. Up It don't make sense But keep fighting It don't make sense I
0: want you To point to somebody Don't be offensive Because she fought into October So I want you to point to somebody Tell them by October You're going to find out what the fight was really about.
1: Something is about to open up for the Saints. Something is about to break for the Saints. You been feel like you're fighting by yourself. But by October, you're gonna find out what the fight was really about.
0: Okay. I want you to put it look in your hands right now because somebody in this room there's some just like the bodies of Rispa's sons were suspended some of you in this room there's a key that's been suspended. But I want you to look in your hand and see that key released in your hand by October. One, two, right, come.
1: Oh, I said praise man! Oh, you ain't gotta wait for it, come. If you can't move your feet. Take both of your hands
0: and clap your hands! She kept fighting until she got the king's attention and the king said who is that don't worry don't worry about her she crazy she up there fighting and ain't nothing left but the bible said he asked her what do you want she says I want to bury what's left of my sons and it wasn't until as long as they were hanging they were still in a famine tell somebody you've been suspended too long. Some of you been in a holding pattern emotionally too long. Break it down. Break it down. down. The Bible said go ahead and scream for Jesus. Go ahead. I'm good. Because I know what it is to be held up in a holding pattern. Not allowed to move on. you haven't recovered from the last group that left your church some of because you're still talking about it some of you haven't recovered from the separation and the divorce or the job that you lost unfairly tell your neighbor suspend it long enough it's time for us to land this plane Shh. the bible said it wasn't until the bodies were buried that a famine came to an end. Oh, Tell your neighbor, I'm going to put it in the ground tonight. I'm no longer rehearsing my trauma. I'm too busy celebrating my victory. So then There are medical terms. Now listen, I'm going to release this in the room. If this is your word or if you need this, as soon as I speak it, I want you to walk up here and just touch the platform as a sign of agreement because it doesn't work for you until you agree with it. So the Lord spoke to me tonight about things being resolved. A resolve is also a medical term means after treatments once it goes into remission they said it is re- resolved there's somebody in this room I don't care if you got blood tests out you don't have to wait for the blood test to come back or if you know God has already healed you I just want you to walk up and touch the altar and shout, it's resolved it's resolved it's resolved it's resolved
1: It ain't coming back! coming back, oh, oh,
0: hold on, there is, there is a legal term called resolve, it's when you've had a case that's been held up for a long time and you finally reach a settlement, I need somebody that got a court case you need it to settle in your favor. Just walk up to the altar right now and declare it's resolved in my favor.
1: How? It's resolved in my favor. It's resolved in my favor. It's resolved in my favor. It's resolved It's resolved in my faith. Oh, I feel alone. Oh! Oh!
0: So, to make my topic proper with my text, if you grew up in my culture, If somebody died the first thing we want to know now that's i don't know if y'all do that up north but down south if somebody died the first thing we want to know is who got the body because it matters oh it matters and when you get to the service there's gonna be a lady that's gonna get up with some glasses around her her neck and she gonna bring them up to here and go she said the cards are too numerous for us to read but the family chose a few cards to read and the rest they would read in the comfort of their own home but then before they finish with all of the condolences they said we have a few resolutions and it usually starts off with whereas oh. and the resolution is a memoriam to what was but is no more now when I talked about the settlement and the healing it was easy I'm going to give y'all one last assignment If this ain't your word I'm not a false prophet, so don't you be a false receiver But if you have to carry around the grief Of something past more than one season When I count to three, I'm going to give you an assignment And some of you don't have a revelation, so you're not going to be able to do it Are you listening to me? I'm going to give you this assignment For the next 60 seconds I want you to praise God for what made you cry. One, two, three, go ahead.
1: I said, praise it.
0: Bishop S.Y. Younger thank you for watching this video and now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational motivational and gospel content in your direction